Keep going. Consistency is the key. Comfortability kills. Don't get comfortable being being mediocre or, or don't get comfortable in a situation which you don't need to be comfortable in. Be you at all times and I guarantee you, you win. All right, welcome back to another episode of Open Conversation presented by Black Alt Network. We're joined by two special guests in the studio today, Skylar Gray and Asante Malik. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty well, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good, thank you. It's, yeah, uh, it's a chill Sunday. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for coming in. Um, so Skylar, we'll start with you. Um, what's your craft? Who are you? What's your creative sources? So, uh... First off, I like to state I'm, I'm based out of LA. <laughs> I'm based nice. out of LA. Um, what is my craft? I am a pop artist. Well, I'm a little, I'm a little bit of everything. I don't want to just say pop artist. I usually do a blend of like pop, street art, you know, bring them together, make my own little flavor. But I'm a, I'm a painter, for sure. Asante, what about you? I say I am a abstract expressionist. Um, also a storyteller, because with all my work, everything tells a story. And at the end of the day, it's more so um, an outlet for me to just speak my piece and, and get things off my chest. For sure. That's uh, something that I think a lot of artists do. They need that outlet. So when did you know art was going to be your outlet? Uh, when I graduated high school and I didn't want to go to college and I was sitting thinking and, you know, had to think like, what is the one thing that brings me happiness? And um, I had a teacher, she told me, you always want to try to monetize your passion. You know, what can you make money off of and still be happy and live a, a very nice life, you know, that you can picture for yourself. So it was, it was art. And then from art, I got into storytelling. And so that's why the two is just, it makes me uh, at peace with what I do. For sure. And was it something that your family helped usher you into? Was there any conflict there? Um, at first, it was a conflict. My dad wanted me to go to college. Uh, my mom, she was, she just was like, you know, do what you want to do at the end of the day. But my dad, he pushed me to go to school. So I did go to school for a year. And then after that, I committed full time to, to doing art. For sure. Yeah. Uh, similar story with you. Who pushed you? Who ushered you into that? Where do you draw your, you know, your, how, how does your family play a role in your art? Well, uh, I've been painting since the age of nine. My dad noticed that I knew how to paint. Well, I, I knew how to paint, but I, I like to draw. And so he exposed me to what art was. He started taking me to different museums. I started watching uh, videos and documentaries about different artists. And my dad was a, was a big role in in what I do today. He believed in me. He saw my talent and, and helped me harness it and, and grow. 
that's amazing that your dad recognized it and just laid the road for you. Um, was it something that you at nine was, what was giving you the inspiration? How did you know at that age? Cause that's pretty young. Well, you know, at nine years old, I liked school, but I wasn't a big fan of school. So I was always drawing on my homework. Okay. And so turning doodles. Yeah. Turning <laughs> doodles. I mean, I'm turning into work, but it'll come <laughs> with a whole bunch of doodles. And then, um, I love cartoons. I, I love graffiti on the streets. I just draw stuff that I see. I go home, I remember it and I draw it. And then my dad finally bought me a, a sketchbook and said, just do all your sketches in here. So once he did that, I went bananas. I just started drawing everything. Some of like, we would go to the museums, I'd draw some of the greats. Keith mm -hmm. Haring, you know, was a, a big part of that Warhol. You mentioned your dad a lot. Uh what about your mother? I know that um, she probably is a source of inspiration as far as, you know, why you want to create something. Well, my mom plays a big role. I feel like she's the one who really gave me a lot of the artistic ability. My mom passed away when I was two years old. So everything I do is literally for her. So anytime I get lost, I forget what the goal is. I feel like she's the one who always brings me back and mentally she helps me get right. Um, but yeah, she helped me get to where I'm at. She helped put the put the the artistic in these hands. <laughs> that's that's beautiful to hear. Uh, where what's your next project that you got coming? Um, well, right now I'm trying to figure out a solo show. I believe that I'm long overdue for a solo show. I did my first solo show at 13, and I did another third another solo show shortly after that. Now I've been showing at Art Basel for years, but I think it's about time for me to do our show, take it on the road and probably go around the world with it. So right now I'm trying to figure out how exactly I'm going to do that, but we're going to make it happen. That's that's cool. Santi, what about you? What's the project you got working? Uh, right now, I'm, I'm trying to find a balance between the work that I've done in the past and the work that I'm trying to create for the future. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it's more so I, I would love to have a solo show, but I still need to find my groove and my niche with the work that I create. But to be honest, I always feel like I'm ready to have a solo show or just any type of show, just to show work. Because with, with artists always, you don't see it until it's uh, portrayed, like until you put it on the walls. And I have a bunch of work that I just keep stashed away and I don't show anybody. So I think for me, it's for me, it's getting comfortable to be in that position to have a solo show. That's what my biggest project is right now. Cool. It, there's some commonalities in the vision you guys presented. Um, how much are you guys feeding off of one another? Not at all. I don't even really know him for it. No, I'm just yeah, playing. I just met him. <laughs> I'm just playing. Nah, we, we feed off of each other a lot. I say like, before I get into that, when we were younger, we used to draw Pokemons together. That's okay. one, that's yeah, one that's way. Started. Yeah, that's how I started. That's how we bonded. That's how we really yeah. got into drawing for real. Just looking into the Pokemon book and just drawing different Pokemons. And then like, I feel like I would draw mine, it'll come out cool. He'll draw his, will come out cool. We encourage each other, but it was like a slick competition. Like it was, it was, it was always just trying to improve each other. Right. And I feel like Maybe competition wasn't the, the word, but I feel like it's still kind of like that in which we work and we just 
add flavor to, to whatever we need. If I struggle with a color, I go to him. If he struggles with an idea, he'll come to me. Or if I feel like I want to see him do a certain character, I'll just tell him, man, you, you'll make a dope version of this. Yeah. And he'll do the same vice versa. So it's really just a flow, yeah. not even putting too much pressure on it. You know? Yeah, it's always, it's always something that we teach each other and we learn from each other a lot, just even based on watching. Cause there'll be times where I don't do any type of work. I'm just at the studio yeah. and he'll be painting. There'll be times where I'm working and he's chilling. And we just sit and we take things from each other and apply it to ourselves and, and make it work for us. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting cause he does different type of work. And like he does abstract expressionism or what'd you say? Contemporary, how you explain uh, this? Contemporary pop art. Contemporary yeah, pop art. Cool. And so I just think it's super cool because sometimes I ask him questions about cubism because I don't know cubism. Or I ask him questions about like, oh man, you started this, you didn't even lift the pencil, you just kept going. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's different. So I enjoy seeing how people speak the language of art. That's you know, cool. Uh, cool. You mentioned competition, not amongst yourselves, but in general, mm -hmm. in the art world, are you chasing someone or is it just, I'm staying in my vision. This is the lane I want to choose for myself. I think as an, as an artist who actually loves to do the art, the best thing to do is to stay in your lane and keep you know, doing, doing you. You can't get inspired by other people, but until you find what works for you and, and the things that make you happy when you're creating, once you create it, it doesn't matter what the next person thinks. Like somebody could come tell you, hey, that painting is not good. Like, why why do you paint that? And be like, I painted it because it's, it's my painting. It's my thoughts, it's my feelings, you know? But when you add competition to it, that's when it takes the fun and like competition in art doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah. It's more so a collective and a learning experience. So what's one art project that you got going right now? Uh, right now, I mean, it's a different art form, but right now I'm trying to get into film. So I'm trying to create short films right now and then eventually in the future when it's possible to make full feature, feature lens films, hopefully blockbuster films too. That's awesome. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like you're trying to pigeonhole yourself. You want mm -hmm. the whole field of yeah. art. I want to be in entertainment. That's like what I want to do. I want to be an entertainer. Whatever field, whatever form that is, I want to be there to just entertain. Skyler, a similar question to you. You had success very early on. Um, did you find a way to manage that financially that you would say, okay, that was successfully handled? Or was there a bit of a stumble, a fumble once you started commercializing your art? Mm -mm. Not at all. Um, I want to say like, I'm always chasing greatness, right? Whereas like, I wanna be as great as some of the past artists, you feel me? We only learn from whenever we fumble, we only learn from our losses and our wins. Yeah. You know, so I don't really consider anything ever a loss. It's just a learning experience. So, you know, we all live and we learn it, but I, I definitely, I definitely, uh, I learned a lot on this on this journey. It's only, sure. it's only gonna get better. For sure. The, the the longer I'm in it, the the bigger the ideas I you know come. The last thing I one of the last collabs I did was with Lamborghini. So like you know, 
I can only get better and get bigger than that. So for sure, that was think featured in the Wall Street Journal. You were Forbes 30 under 30, right? Yes, sir. Uh, who do you at, at 16 at 16? <laughs> it was kind of cool. That's awesome. Who do you trust in your circle to help you handle the financials? Because the art world, you know, not a lot of people know what it is as an industry. It's a commercial industry at times, right? So who do you trust in your circle to help you navigate the money aspect of it? I mean, my dad, my dad was the person who like put me onto this. He took on the role as like my manager. So like, he's the guy that I trust. Of course, it's my dad, I, I trust him. I trust myself and my gut. We usually don't trust everything that come our way. We don't just say yes to anything, but, um. Oh, trust me, we got a pretty good mind. You know, business and art don't go don't go along. You yeah. feel me? It's certain things. My dad will say, oh, make more red paintings or more blue paintings because that's the type of stuff that people want in their living rooms. You know, it's easier to, to sell. And then I'll go, well, hey, I want to do an orange painting today. I want to do a, a purple and red painting today. You know, as an artist, you just want to explore free. So it's, it's kind of interesting finding the middle ground in the business aspect, in the, the artist aspect. The conversations are always so different, but at the same same time, like, you know, we just trying to win at the end of the day. So it's, it's I don't know, it's it's funny hearing the, the business aspect of it. It's, it's so different. I'm sure it is. Because for, for painters, we just want to do this because of our passion, you know? Right. If I, if I could just like do this for free in a sense and like, you know, help everybody understand the language of art, that would be ideal because I want everything to go out, but we got to survive. So it's true. So yeah, I definitely trust my dad. He's the guy. Cool. Um, Asante, so when you set out on a project, mm -hmm. what's the motivator? Is it, I need a check? I want to put a dope piece of art in this person's house, in my friend's house, mm -hmm. or in this gallery. What's the motivator for you? I, for me, the motivation is being in the present. Like, if I could just wake up and make something, I'm, I'm happy, you know? It's not, it's not necessary. Like, the money is, is going to come, being in the gallery and being on a certain level as an artist. But for me, I wake up every morning wanting to make something new. And uh, I wake up with ideas, go to sleep with ideas. I just bought a new sketchbook like three months ago and it's almost filled up. Like it's almost, I think I have like 12 pages left. Yeah. And then I had another sketchbook that was, I had for three years and I didn't fill it up till this, this year. And so it's just, it's always just motivation. What, what motivates me is just keep going, keep doing this stuff. Like it's, it's like it's nothing. It's like it's my medicine, my therapy. It's mm -hmm. not really. It's not really for the money. Like the money's gonna come, it's gonna be there. Who, who represents you guys? Uh, well, right now I represent myself. Okay. But I'm, in, I'm being shown by Avant Gallery in, okay. in Avant, yeah. Is that how your setup is right now too? Well, I'm represented by Avant Gallery for sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, my dad represents me. Gotcha. How much creative control do you guys like to have over your art? Oh, 100%. That's yeah. something that nobody could change. Though. Yeah, it's got to be 100%. You could represent me and you could tell me to paint whatever. I'm going to paint what I want to. Yeah. That's the whole point. That's why people like us, you know? That's why people like the people they listen to because they go out and they do whatever. Yeah, you don't want. compromise over anything. Mm -hmm. It's your art. You can't. I mean, some, maybe sometimes, like, uh, 
but it's on your terms. It's on my terms usually. Maybe I will make some simple paintings today. You yeah. Me? Because the intricate paintings people may not understand or it may not fit well, you know, or if I do too much here, too much, do too much there. So you always got to find a middle ground. Yeah. Especially being always. in a business, you got to find a middle ground. How do you guys clear your mind? I mean, in the industry, is there a lot of pressure that you guys get to create? Does it get in your way? Hmm, not necessarily, because like we've been we've been doing this since we were kids. So now it's just on a different level. You know, we draw and then we paint. Now it's more like, okay, we are older now. When we were kids, we used to play video games, draw, and then go outside and go play. Now we wake up, play video games, paint, and then go do whatever we want to do. So it's now it's just, we do it as adults. It's not like, we do it for fun, but now it's more so, okay, we do, I'm doing these series of paintings. I'm doing these paintings with only these colors. I'm doing these paintings with only these characters instead of just, you know, messing around and, and just doing whatever. So it's, it's more structure to it now. It's, it's funny because COVID really helped me understand that, right? Because before COVID, I do whatever I wanted. I wake up in the morning, right after right after I graduated from high school, I just did whatever I wanted. I, I woke up, went and shopped, came back home and painted. I wake up, watch a movie, paint, go to go eat breakfast somewhere, then come home and paint at night, and not go to sleep. And then COVID happened. I'm at home all the time. I'm like, all right, let me add some structure. So I make sure that like if I do paint that I, I stay in the studio for at least seven hours. Okay. Because you have to have some type of hours that you put in a commitment to your craft. It's a respect that you need to have for your craft. And I noticed that after COVID, once I added some structure to my workflow, once I, once I took my studio and really made the studio my own, you know, like the studio was always my own. But once I started to, oh, I'm, I, let, let me put wheels on this table. Let me yeah. put a palette on this table. Let me add a spray paint rack to this. And this will move around when I move around. Let me add this here. Let me put that there. So once I started to make it my own, and once you really get into it on, on a whole nother level, then you start to understand like, oh, this isn't a, a job, you know? One day I just woke up and was like, I feel like I'm taking this for granted, especially because I'm just doing it whenever. Now I have learned to embrace whatever workflow I have, right? Because you do have to embrace all types of workflows. Like if you just have, if you take everything away from me and I have a pencil and a paper, that's where I started. So I have to embrace that workflow. So I've learned to embrace my different type of workflows and you know, when I when I work best. But I learned a lot of structure over COVID. And COVID really taught me that like this is not a game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had like a little uniform and everything. I would just I painted this. Now I'm painting whatever, but I don't know. I'm appreciative of that little moment. You are classically trained when it comes to art, or did you all learn? How did you learn that? Uh, just throwing ourselves in the deep end, you know, but also acquiring knowledge from people who have already done, you know, the art for us and knowing what they went through and knowing their techniques and gaining knowledge from watching documentaries, going to museums, going to art shows, talking with artists, and just through trial and error. No, literally, YouTube University. Yeah, YouTube every, University, for be. sure. Every, what was that? Every Sunday, 
I had a six day of school. I'll wake up in the morning. My dad would show me a bunch of um, documentaries on art that he for sure got from YouTube, yeah. you know? And then we go to the museum and I see what I just saw in person. Then I come home and I draw it. And then I, that part, that wasn't part of the school. I just draw it just because I wanted to draw it. But, um, but yeah, you just learn from chasing the greats of, of whatever you're doing to be one of the greatest. You gotta learn from the greatest, you know? Yeah. So I definitely take my time and learn from the greats. Would you say that having that early success, Forbes under 30 at 16, how did you not let it get to you? Because a lot of people might let that get to their head. I was Forbes 30 under 30 going to school on Crenshaw and Slauson. So, you know, so much as, and that was my decision. You know, I didn't want to be homeschooled. I didn't want to go to no other school. You know, this school worked for me. It was in my neighborhood where I grew up and I still live pretty close in that neighborhood, mm -hmm. you know? So I was reminded every day of like where I was from, who I'm with. I can never let that get to me, especially when um, I was, it's, I don't know, it's so interesting. I was going to like Dubai and coming right back to the hood to go to school. So like that, that was a, it was just interesting. You know, it was a, it was, a bunch of people had, I don't know. No one made me feel like I was better than anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I was probably the only one who was able to come to school with his hair dyed different colors. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, I don't know. I always learn to stay humble. Never have a big head, you know. Yeah. I was around a lot of people who had big heads, and I never let that stuff get to me. And uh, hmm, that stuff just wasn't. I don't know. I I just could never. Yeah, it's not in me. Gotcha. Do you have a side passion that you're chasing too? Um, I wouldn't call it a side passion because I'm a, I feel like it still plays a part in the arts, but I want to, not one, I'm starting a clothing brand and I actually started, I've, I've been doing like little, um, one off denim and okay. then, but I'm about to start a whole collection. I have a whole bunch of stuff at home, a whole bunch of patterns, a whole bunch of different fabrics. We about to go crazy. At first I just did it just so I could look different. Yeah. <laughs> but, but why not make everybody look different? Do you guys feel that on social media, you might see someone imitating your style in art? I, I just woke up this morning and saw a dude who, uh, like, really recreated the work that I did and posted on his, his own Instagram. Like, he did it. Sure. And at first, like, I woke up and I was like, <laughs> like, who's, what are you doing? But then I was like, you know, it's just a part of, like, showing appreciation in, in yeah. a certain way. It's not like... Uh, I don't feel like the dude's trying to rip me off or anything. It's more so he's trying to find himself and what he wants to do, but he's doing that through you know my work. So I, I couldn't be too upset, but when I first woke up, I was like, I'm about to DM him and yeah. tell him like you need to stop. Or, but then I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm let him live with himself, so he knows, you know, he knows where where his inspiration comes from. For I don't sure, really have to out him about it. They say imitation is a form of flattery, flattery yeah. right? Yeah. So that's how you took it. Yeah, that was my line. It. That's what I was supposed to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great, mind, great minds think alike. Indeed. Yes, indeed. But I, I love it. I love it. That's why I do it. Yeah. I, I do this so people can get inspired, so people could step outside of the box. And yeah. if it's through me, then so be so it. Good. But for the people who take the artwork, and go off and sell the artwork 
and try to act like yeah. mine is there, that's a different that's story. Different, yeah. But for the people who, who post on Instagram, you know, I love it. I love it. Somebody sent me a, a post one day and it was this kid. He made a bunch of money. Um, and he was like, somebody just said, like, you did this. Like, this is, this is, if you, if you never walked, he wouldn't be able to run, you know? So yeah. I was like, that's dope. You know. Are you guys lining any anyone up that you want to impart some knowledge onto, like a protege? Uh, really through my siblings. That's, I'm the oldest of four, so like everything I do, I try to keep them close to me while I do it and show them that it's a different route you could take. You don't have to be, um, you know, you don't have to go play basketball. You don't have to go make music like there's other forms and other outlets for you to be yourself in um but you really i i love to reach everybody that's you know on the planet with us because it doesn't really matter how old you are you can always inspire somebody you can always you know make somebody's uh day brighter just by having a conversation and showing them and then being a painter everyone talks to me and i'm like oh i'm an artist and they'll be like, oh, you make music, you rap. I'm like, no, I paint, like I use a paintbrush and, and I create with my hands. And then I'll show them everything and they'll see like, wow, I would never thought that you do what you do. So it's really, I, I would love to reach everybody. I want to inspire everybody. Gotcha. When it comes to art in music, people want to reach main stage at Coachella. Is mm -hmm. there a goal that you're chasing? I need to be in that gallery when it comes to art specifically. Mm, not not really. I think the only thing for me is to have a piece in the museum, whatever museum that is, I'll appreciate it to the utmost. But it's never like, oh, I want to be here. But because people who want to come work for me, they're going to come work for me. And, and I'll feel the appreciation no matter what. Yeah. You know, I said no, but I don't know. I feel like people like Damien Hurst, a person who like, like F galleries, I'm gonna just go ahead and just do my own thing and have my own events and have my own art shows. Mr. Brainwash does the same thing. Like I admire that type of stuff. I love to just, I feel like when, when your name holds weight enough to where you're like, oh, I'm having an event and people wanna come weekends on out to come see your work, like, you know? Yeah. That's all I really wanna achieve. I just want people to want my, my to see my work, you know? For sure. So, is there any message you want to send out to fans, potential inspirations out there? You can go first. <laughs> you gotta think of something <laughs> motivating. Um, just believe in yourself, and and dream big, and don't let anybody tell you that you can't believe you. I mean that you can't dream big, because if you could dream it, you can achieve it. Mm -hmm. You know, it, that's all it is. Yeah. So keep going. Consistency is the key. Comfortability kills. Don't get comfortable being being mediocre or, or don't get comfortable in a situation which you don't need to be comfortable in. Be you at all times. And I guarantee you, you win. I feel that. I would say get better every day, even if it's only by 1%. So. Even if you sit, if you have an idea and you just, for the day, you just sit and write it down and that's it. That's, 
that's a start. That's more than most people would do. Some people have ideas and they're like, oh, that's dumb. No one would ever like that. So as long as you wake up and you get better 1% each day, 1% will eventually come to 10%. 10% will be 30% and so on and so forth. So until you reach 100%, you just keep going and keep believing in yourself.